What comes after the blockchain? Russell Brandom The crypto world's highest flyers are looking shakier than ever. Sam Bankman-Fried is awaiting trial in a Brooklyn jail and Binance's wilting under new scrutiny from the Department of Justice. A pair of upcoming books detail the excesses of the crypto boom more or less dancing on its grave. Even for bulls and optimists, it is starting to feel like the party is over. That was on my mind when I sat in on Y Combinator's demo day. Over two days, I heard more than 200 participants give lightning pitches for their business, hoping to attract investors. Given Y Combinator's position as incubator of choice for most of Silicon Valley, Demo Day offers a pretty good sample of the current trends in the startup world. As you might expect, it also skews heavily towards the US, although there were projects mixed in from India, Mexico, and Kenya. There were only three cryptocurrency projects in this batch, all working on back-end blockchain projects rather than front-facing currency. You can see from the chart above, which I assembled from Y Combinator's online records, that the number of crypto projects has been on a steep decline since last year, now reaching the lowest level in years. There were still lots of fintech startups, and I suspect many of them would have tried to shoehorn in a blockchain angle even a year ago. But while it's no longer fashionable, you can still see the influence of cryptocurrency if you look close enough. I spotted three companies in this batch that use traditional finance tools to tackle blockchain-adjacent problems, all focused on markets outside the US. The most promising of the batch is the Bengaluru-based Check, which is one of the first startups to build on India's Unified Payments Interface UPI. India is currently making a push to expand UPI internationally, which creates a major opportunity for projects like Check. The company plans to become the main entry point for UPI users who don't have an Indian national ID, a potentially enormous market if the platform keeps growing. There's a lot more bureaucracy involved in building for UPI, in Check's case, they're getting their API keys from the government, but it also means a reliable client base. For co-founder Sadamsha Shekhar, that's an easy trade to make. We have to acknowledge that fintech has always been very closely linked to the government, he says. Like it or not, our tax systems and legal jurisdictions operate according to these borders. So while the world was told that Bitcoin was global, ultimately all the real money was stored within the borders of particular countries, and when those countries turned on Bitcoin, the whole thing crashed. Other fintechs sidestepping the crypto approach have more modest goals, but are still focused on real problems. In Africa, a company called Capi Money is dealing with international invoicing, essentially smoothing the path for African businesses transacting with customers overseas. A neobank project called Coba is focused on transfers and currency exchanges between the US and countries in Latin America aimed at digital nomads who are spending pesos but otherwise keeping their money in dollars. In both cases, they're going after the same problems as blockchain remittance services, but with more focus and less ideological baggage. None of these projects have the dazzling technical backbone provided by the blockchain. From a strategic perspective, this means they don't have quite the same upside. These projects won't revolutionize currencies or disrupt central banks, which might make them less exciting to a certain kind of tech investor. But if they succeed, they really will solve the problems they're addressing. Shekhar has been involved in cryptocurrency himself, but grew disillusioned as the hype grew. 
As he sees it now, launching an entirely new currency takes too much buy-in, which means the practical solutions never get built. Every cross-border company is trying to give you a seamless, low-cost, trustworthy payment system, Shekhar told me. The way Bitcoin does it is saying, people are not trustworthy, we will trust abstract technology. The way traditional governments do it is by saying, I have these guns, and I'm going to shoot the guy who tries to break the system. And that is good enough. In its rush to tear down the old system, cryptocurrency drew a lot of attention to real weak points in our current finance infrastructure. It really is hard to send money across international borders, and we have the technology to make it much easier. It really is hard to operate personal finances in more than one currency, even though there's no technical reason for it. For most crypto companies, these were just convenient excuses for currency speculation, but the new crop of post-blockchain projects seem to take the problem seriously on their own terms. As crypto companies prepare for a frosty winter, US tech investors might be ready to take those problems seriously, too. We want to hear from you. Is there something you'd like to see me cover in Exporter? You can use this form to let me know, the more detail you can give, the better. This essay was originally published in our Exporter newsletter. You can subscribe here, https colon slash slash restofworld.org slash newsletters slash exporter.